1: You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? I am well. I hope you are. Uh, it's just it's a bit of a weird world at the moment, isn't it? And I thought, well, let's let's take that and base a podcast on it. So we've got lots of weird things going on in the world. What weird things can I talk to you about? So I've got some different kind of books to talk to you about today. One that I think is amazing and others that I just think are really good, different or just plain old crazy. So let's see what, what you think. Um, and just something to tell you about. Now, this my son does laugh about this. So it's fine. You don't need to call social services. But um, my son is addicted to tomato ketchup. Loves it on every type of food, has far too much of it. So I decided to take action. I've tried it, lots of other things, but this was my extreme thing. So without his knowledge, I uh, found instead of tomato ketchup, you can get beetroot ketchup. Yes, that is correct. So I acquired a bottle of this beetroot ketchup and I may or may not or may have washed out one of his tomato ketchup bottles and replaced it with the contents of the beetroot ketchup so to all intents and purposes it looked like it was normal tomato ketchup but it was in fact beetroot ketchup i suppose one clue was that instead of being the normal red color this was like a purpley pink color um so i turned some of the lights off in the hope that he didn't notice um but then my daughter very wisely pointed out that the whole meal that I'd cooked could be wasted because he normally comes in, covers the meal with ketchup and then eats it. Of course, he would cover it with this ketchup and then possibly not want to eat it. And then the food would be ruined. Can't have that. So then we had to get a separate bowl and say that today we're doing something different, putting the ketchup in the bowl. Very complicated. Basically, it didn't work at all. Took one look at it, smelt it wouldn't even taste it. So I ended up saying how delicious it was, having it on my meal. Let me tell you, it was vile. It was revolting. Um, so that, that served me right, didn't it? So we're back to ketchup again now. But I am using the small bowls wherever possible just to try and limit it. Maybe I need to say there's a world shortage of it. That really would fit into the weird Uh, podcast theme we've got going but anyway there we go I digress so the first book I want to talk to you about oh my goodness this was amazing so if you are a Star Trek fan if you have started watching the new Picard series if you haven't watched the Picard series can't access it but love Star Trek if you just love sci-fi but not necessarily just the Star Trek sort of stories whatever Whichever of those categories you fall into, you need to read this book. Um, So it's called uh, Star Trek Picard, The Last Best Hope by Una McCormack. Um, And I watched two episodes of the new Picard series and then started reading this book because the book didn't come out. It wasn't published here until I think a couple of weeks after the first episode was released, something like that. In fact, when I went into the bookshop to get it, they said I couldn't buy it even though they'd got it because it was still embargoed. And uh, we had to i had to show them, look up online, show them that it had been, the published date had been reached. And yes, please, could I have the book? So there we go. Um, when I read this book, suddenly everything in the TV series made sense. I think with if you don't read this book, maybe over time, the TV series will give you more of the background. But It just allows you to approach the series with a lot more confidence. And I actually, after I finished the book, went back and watched the first two episodes again and suddenly was saying, oh, right, that makes sense. That's who this person is. That's why they did that. It made me appreciate the character of Picard in the situation in the TV series a lot more um, and really why he'd done the things that he'd done, why he was looking to... Uh, launch the investigation that he was doing um, and all the roles that these different characters had it made the whole experience much more special so really I do commend this book to you I thought it was very well written I sometimes struggle with sci-fi sometimes if I can't visualize it really well but this I could there's lots of different sections and each one starts with um Picard sort of the, the usual thing that you'd expect you know Admiral's Log and then his uh, description of what's going on at that time and then you go to different locations you've got characters from previous films and episodes of Star Trek it's it's great it's written very well you could read it as a standalone I think it helps to then have the series to go to um, because there's still you it, it's sort of a holding space between the last Star Trek film with Picard that we've seen uh, was it the tenth film and this TV series so it really helps to fill that gap uh, between the film and, and this series but it, it's a great book loved it if you're just a fan of Star Trek and and you you love the technology and the approach and the different cultures and civilizations ah oh, great really good so I would thoroughly commend that book but it is a different one so if you're not really a sci-fi person um, but you're thinking about watching the tv series then this could be a really good one for you so that's uh, The Last Best Hope by Una McCormack and it's um, based on the Star Trek Picard series in fact I haven't even told you about the blurb Um, but let me read you let me read you the back there's some speech here I'm going to do acting bear with what we're about to tell you, Jean-Luc, is almost unbelievable. What's going on, Victor? Everything, said Admiral Boardson is about to change. He turned to his second. Captain Kirsten Clancy, sitting at his right hand, nodded. Leaning forward, she whispered, The Romulan star is about to go supernova. Picard took a moment to consider some of the implications of this statement. As these became overwhelming, truly and terrifyingly all-encompassing, he lifted his hand to press his fingertips against the right side of his face, an instinctive action that he had never quite suppressed, to protect where he felt most vulnerable, where he had been most harmed. Actually, I think that blurb is terrible. I don't think it gives a good idea of the sophistication of the book all the enjoyment that you get from reading it and the story. So, don't read the blurb; just buy the book. That's that's that. damn simple. So that's Picard. Now, the next book is a self-help book, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, um, I had read such amazing things about this book. I thought, right, I've I've got to do. I've got to get it. Now, th- this isn't a swear word. Um, So I don't need to put on explicit warnings, but the book is called You Are a Badass. How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero. I'm not going to repeat the title again. Oh, no, far too British for that sort of thing. (laughs) Uh, It's a self-help book for people who desperately want to improve their lives, but don't want to get busted doing it. In this refreshingly entertaining how-to guide, best-selling author and world-travelling success coach, Jen Sincero serves up 27 bite-sized chapters full of hilariously inspiring stories, sage advice and easy exercises, helping you to identify and change the self-sabotaging beliefs and behaviours that stop you from getting what you want. Create a life you totally love and create it now. Make some money already, the kind you've never made before. Well, it's, uh, I'm sure for some people it helps them, but, for me it it didn't um it was easy to read there were very good sections good conclusions good sort of review points to help you um but for me i just i prefer i don't know if you've ever heard mel robbins five second rule things like that um it i it didn't it didn't help me i didn't identify and change the self-sabotaging beliefs and behaviors Um, and I didn't create it now. There we go. So, yes, disappointing, but a self-help book. So, it helped me to know that I shouldn't be buying self-help books. So, there we go. That's that one. It's not a terrible book at all. I'm just saying it didn't work for me. It might be exactly what you need, and that's great. On to a book that, well, I don't know if this is one you might need or not. It's quite strange. Prepare yourselves. So, I was on Twitter one day and one day, uh, quite a bit, and I came across this and it's from um, someone called Bookish Chat. I think she's really good. She comes up with some very high quality tweets, lots of interesting information and recommendations. And she she put on that she was reading this book and she said, just when I thought it, I it couldn't get any more horrifying, page 174 uh and everybody well lots of people were replying to it saying oh my goodness yes um someone said as someone with a notoriously weak stomach it's one i'll be swerving away from um people saying yes oh gosh it was awful i felt ill i didn't eat um now bookish chat kept saying you've been warned so she did post a lot of of warnings um but I, my thought was, ah, oh, this book, I should tell you what it's called, Wetlands by Charlotte Roche. Um, I thought, oh, this book looks very interesting. There's an avocado on the front. Great. People are saying it's a Marmite book, one that you'd love or loathe. But shall I really be honest and tell you why I got it? I purchased this book because I thought it would be a good diet aid. People were saying they felt sick, they couldn't eat when they read it. And I thought, fantastic. I'm going to read this book and not want to eat fabulous so that is why I got it I thought it was maybe a sort of a murder mystery um maybe not violent but just too much goriness that sort of thing I admit I didn't research it I just thought well this sounds great it's going to stop me eating I'm buying this book so it arrived and I did read it all um but it, it it's a disturbing book it's certainly not one for children or ya in any stretch of the imagination it is pretty obscene i have to say let me read you this the blurb on the on the back Helen Memel 18 years old and laid up in hospital after an intimate shaving accident whiles away the hours plotting to reunite her long-divorced parents she also has plenty of time to ponder the finer workings of the female body and there's no such thing as taboo in her vocabulary courageous provocative and very funny wetlands races headlong into one of the last remaining taboos hygiene hysteria and the standardized sexuality of the female body Told with unflinching relish, this is the wonderfully wild ride of a frank and vulnerable heroine who voices what others dare not even think. Well, that is very true. It is it is horrific. Page 174 is alarming, completely, awfully alarming. Um, it's not a book I'm going to lend my mother, that's for sure. I. It's not a book I could give to the charity shop um, because it's just so awful it's not an awful book in that it's been written very well and it's a deeply it's set from the viewpoint of a deeply traumatized person who who just needs help um and you real really feel for them but it's just shocking in its freshness it's like nothing I've read before and frankly, it's nothing I would ever want to read again. I am disturbed by the character and all that she is going through. Um, But it's a very talented author. And why not? Why not write this book? Good for her. Um, But just don't just think of it as a diet aid, because actually, I was so traumatised that I ate even more once I'd finished reading it. It's fair to say that I didn't eat while I was reading it that is true um but I just waited till I finished and then ate even more to recover so that didn't work so if you want to go on a diet join a diet club get a diet book if you want to read something totally unconventional um rude wrong uh but hitting the headlines and brilliantly written then uh, Wetlands by Charlotte Roche could be for you. So there we go. Now, the next book I want to talk to you about is an audiobook. In fact, the next two, the last two books are audiobooks, but they're funny. So that's why they're a little bit different for this one. So the first one is by Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, It's called Seriously, I'm Kidding. It's read by the author, which I just think is brilliant. I mean, it would be a shame if someone's really good at comedy and they don't narrate their own audiobook, I would say. Um, and Ellen's is just absolutely fantastic. So she says, I've experienced a whole lot in the last few years and I have a lot to share. So I hope that you'll take a moment to sit back, relax and enjoy the words I've put together for you in this book. I think you'll find I've left no sterner, no stone unturned, no door unopened, no window unbroken, no rug unvacuumed no ivory's untinkled what i'm saying is let us begin shall we it's 3 hours 3 hours 7 minutes so it's really quick it's just light refreshing take your mind off things i think ellen's amazing um and uh, i'd happily listen to any uh, any of her audiobooks but yes this one was seriously i'm kidding very light nice refresh um away from some of the more serious books that i tend to find myself listening to so that was really good And then also one by Graham Norton. It's a memoir, The Life and Loves of a He-Devil. And he reads it as well, thank goodness. It's just shy of seven hours long. I found myself laughing out loud at times. It's a memoir, so it's not all ha ha ha. There's some sad times learning about different stages in his life, all sorts of things, but there are some moments, some that I can still remember um well a lot that i can still remember remember actually but that just made me laugh so much and particularly you know if you're walking the dog and you just laugh out loud people look at you particularly in this town because people don't understand that listening to airpods means that you're actually listening to something um they don't realize those are headphones not everybody but some people anyway let me read you the blurb um Graham Norton has been entertaining audiences and having fun with some of the world's biggest stars for nearly 20 years. He is loved across the nation for his delight in the peculiar and for his ability to find humour and a common ground in all that life brings. The Life and Loves of a He-Devil is Graham's funny and honest memoir on the theme of love. As he shows, it's really the things you love that make you who you are. And so Graham tells his story from his Irish childhood to the present day describing just what and who he loved and sometimes lost as a young boy and as his new loves and obsessions, big and small, he's grown older. It's been 10 years since his last book and being a decade older, Graham has come to realise that what makes a life interesting is less what happens to you and more what inspires and drives you, what you love. From Dolly Parton and dogs to wine and Ireland, Graham tells uh, tells of his life and loves with characteristic humour and outrageous candour. Again, really enjoyed that one. I think it was long enough, seven hours. Um, And those ones I certainly listen to on normal speed because I really enjoy listening to their voices as they're reading the book. And I want to sort of savour each word and each uh, intonation of their voice. Just really good. So those are my very different sort of uh, books for you to think about so we've had the uh, science fiction Picard one The Last Best Hope by Una McCormick um, we've had the book by Jensen Cerro, the self-help one we've had the very strange book Wetlands uh, by Charlotte Roche um, Ellen DeGeneres Seriously I'm Kidding and The Life and Loves of a He-Devil by Graham Norton Now, Dave has emailed me, thank you very much, Dave, and has said, what is my favorite television series? Well, I was thinking the sort of, the theme is weird and wonderful. So what TV series am I not watching right now, but is one that I often go to, that I really enjoyed every single episode of the series that made me want to do better. Um, It just had clever characters, Clever language, really enjoyed it, and that has to be West Wing. I don't know if you've ever watched it. Now, when I watch it, I think, crikey, it looks so sort of old fashioned. And yet, at the time, it doesn't seem that long ago, I was watching it, I just thought it was incredible. And I wish there was more, I wish they'd all go back and film more because it was really, really good. So, thank you so much for that question. Um, And I think that's everything today. So I better stop talking and taking up your valuable time and get back to talking to you next time, next week. Now, next week is a special because next week is going to be about book covers. I've got some really good insight on the process of how book covers are designed and planned and processed and thought about. And I've been doing some research. Get me. Um, of going into bookshops, looking at the book covers and seeing if the book cover stands out to me and the ones that I like the most, does that actually mean that they're good books and that they've got good reviews? So until next time, you take care and I'll see you very soon. Take care now. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Quick Book Reviews podcast. That's enough books, said no one ever. See you again soon.